Welcome to Yahoo Finance Presents. I'm Jennifer Schoenberger. The 64th annual Grammy Awards air this Sunday live from Las Vegas after being postponed from January on account of COVID. This is the first time the award show will be broadcast from Las Vegas. John Batiste, Doja Cat, and Olivia Rodrigo are among the top nominees this year. Here to preview music's biggest night is Harvey Mason Jr., CEO of the Recording Academy, which puts on the award show every year. He himself is a Grammy-nominated music producer, producing for music legends from Michael Jackson to Aretha Franklin and modern-day pop stars like Justin Timberlake. Harvey, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Jennifer. Good to be here. So this has been a long time coming. Fans are waiting with bated breath for the big show on Sunday. You've decided so to move. <laughs> me me too. Well, by the way. <laughs> me too. Me too. As a big music fan, and and you decided to move the show to Las Vegas. Tell us why you chose that area and what audiences can expect this Sunday. Well, first off, I would say we've had a long-running partnership in Los Angeles with uh, Staples Arena, now Crypto.com Arena. And we originally had planned on having the show there on January 31st, but if you remember, Omicron was raging at the time and we were actually spiking in LA uh, three weeks before that show date. And we were really concerned about the health of all of our fans, the artists, the crews, all the hundreds of people that come together to make the show happen. Uh, and we didn't feel it was the responsible thing to do uh, unfortunately, we had to move the date and it uh, took us a lot of effort and energy, uh, a lot of money, unfortunately, and that comes right out of the coffers of the uh, Recording Academy and, and some of the money that goes to give back and help the industry or community, that things that we do. But it was the right decision. It was the safest decision. And we're now really happy because we've got an amazing show lined up. We've got great talent, we've got a great location at the MGM Grand Hotel, and we're really excited. Harvey, I know you've been very focused on uh, increasing diversity, increasing inclusion as part of the Recording Academy, part of the nominations process and the big show. What changes can we expect to see associated with that? Well, you're right, Jennifer, and you know we've been working on this since I took over a little less than two years ago. Diversity and equity and representation and inclusion, it's really at the heart of everything we're trying to do at the Academy. So it will show and uh, be manifested on our stage in front of the camera, behind the camera. We introduced the inclusion writer, uh, which is a way for us to track and collect the data around who's doing what, making sure the underrepresented communities are being represented, both, as I said, in front of the camera and behind the camera. Uh, we're doing the same thing in our membership. We're doing the same thing in our building. Everywhere we look in turn, we're working extremely hard to make sure that we are being inclusive and wrapping our arms around all the different constituencies. I think you'll see that on the stage. You'll see that in our nominations. Hopefully, you'll see that in our winners as well, uh, but we'll see on Sunday. We shall see indeed. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters uh, unfortunately passed away. I know the Foo Fighters were scheduled to perform initially. Uh, given what has happened, uh, should audiences expect some sort of tribute? Will they still perform? Yes, unfortunately, it's very sad. The Foo Fighters were scheduled to perform on the show. Uh, but with what happened, that's not going to make sense. Uh, but we are going to do a, a really special tribute to Taylor and to many other music people who have passed away, unfortunately, over this really long and difficult year. So 
uh, looking forward to that. It will be uh, a reflective, somewhat sad moment, but I think a good way to pay tribute to some really, really special and impactful people. As mentioned at the top of the program, you yourself are a Grammy-nominated music producer. You've produced for Michael Jackson to Aretha Franklin. You've done movies. You did Pitch Perfect 3. You did Sing 1, Sing 2, Dream Girls, the list goes on. How has being a music producer influenced how you lead at the Academy and how you've shaped the Grammy Awards? Well, Jennifer, I really appreciate you mentioning all those projects, and I'm thankful that you mentioned that I was a Grammy nominee. But man, that is a knife you're twisting in my back right now. I want to win. I'm still trying to get a little trophy, a little gramophone hardware, and I'm going to keep trying. But to answer You deserve question, it, Harvey. You deserve it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But it really does impact how I do my job. You know, I was originally just elected as chair, and then I was put in as CEO less than two years ago. And every day, every action, everything that I'm doing, I'm doing through the lens of a music creator, a music person. And that is the job of the Academy, to really serve music and serve our music community and uplift the industry. So I'm part of the industry, I'm part of the community. So I, uh, sometimes I'm wearing my Academy hat, sometimes I'm wearing my member or producer hat and I'm saying, what makes the most sense for our members? What makes the most sense for music people? How as the CEO and how as the Academy can we do more and better impactful work for our members and for the community. So it plays a big role in, in me waking up every day, going to the, to the job and, and really doing the work to hopefully help uh, our community. The Recording Academy is teaming up with the NFT platform OneOf for exclusive Grammy NFTs. What can we expect there? What could users buy potentially? Well, I'm really proud of it because it's something that is showing the innovation and kind of the next step of where I think not just the Grammys go, but music and entertainment is going into the digital space. One of is a, a you know, green friendly Web3 company that we partnered with, very excited. Uh, they are issuing NFTs this year uh, for the first time ever, and it's been really well received. I think it's another way for artist community to hopefully monetize their work, whether that be music or art or other forms of entertainment and content. And it's just, for us, a first step and a foray into that space. I'm sure it'll evolve, I'm sure we'll do more, uh, but it's something that we're proud of and we're able to get off the ground this year. Yeah, building on that, Harvey, how do you see NFTs changing the music industry and shaping the future? Well, I think NFTs, very much like other digital platforms or social media for that matter, gives artists and creators, whether that's songwriters, producers, otherwise in our ecosystem, the chance to have other opportunities, to reach their fans, uh, to communicate with them more directly, also to be able to monetize things. You know, one of the things we do at the Academy is to make sure that our community is able to make a good living, to monetize their art and, and be paid properly for what they do. You know, we're constantly advocating on their behalf in DC to make sure that legislation is passed so that intellectual property is protected and paid for appropriately. And I think NFTs and other sources of digital revenue are gonna hopefully supplement that and at some point will probably be a very large portion of, of how music people derive revenue. What do you see disrupting the music industry next? Is it NFTs or is it something else? Um, there's always constant disruption in our industry. That's what makes it fun. And that's why I love where we are as an academy because I hope we're at the forefront of what's happening, what's coming around the corner. I think it's really hard to predict. I think the way that artists and music is being consumed is absolutely gonna affect how we move forward. I mean, right now you're seeing 
70,000 songs a day being put up on streaming services, so that's got to have an impact. Uh, you're seeing different forms of digital interaction with consumers and fans, so that's got to have an impact. I think you're seeing uh, artists needing to be closer and more in tune and in touch with their fans and their followers, and you're seeing a lot of that due to COVID. I think that really amplified or possibly sped up the process as to where we were naturally going anyways, but because of COVID, you were seeing a lot of artists going on you know, different platforms, live streaming platforms, performing songs, interacting, generating revenue uh, instead of touring. So I think that was probably something that exacerbated uh, some of the problems, but also was one of the solutions for how artists were going to generate revenue and reach their fans during, uh, during the pandemic. Yeah, and Harvey, to your point, all of these trends that you're starting to see um, emerge from the pandemic, it sounds like some of them may stick, some of them won't. How do you think it has shaped how we consume music and how we interact with uh, performers and artists? It's really hard to say anything good came from the pandemic. So sorry, I'm gonna go on the limb here, but I think the pandemic allowed creatives like me or like our members to be introspective and really think about what we're doing, not only on the creative side, but on the business side. So you're seeing an explosion of creativity because we're cooped up in our houses and we're on our pianos or our guitars and writing songs at a furious pace, but you're also seeing uh, creators being innovative and creators are scrappy people. We're persistent, we don't stay down long. Uh, and when we were in the position of not being able to generate money during the pandemic, you saw evolution and you saw things come to fruition that weren't there before you know the interaction the live streaming the the outreach and the, the constant communication with fans is something that happened during covid which i think opened a lot of eyes and i think will probably have a long-lasting impact of course we want to get back to live music of course we want to see tours and people want to go out and play and enjoy music because there's nothing better than that but as a supplementary version of that i think you'll see more artists continuing to communicate through social media, continuing to perform uh, on live streaming events. Uh, even for us at the Academy, this year for the first year, uh, we've got a groundbreaking new initiative. We partnered with Roblox and we are putting artists in that space for consumers and fans to be able to interact with artists and to some degree the Academy on Roblox. So all the innovation that happened during COVID, I think is going to pay off in the long run. And it's really exciting to see some of these things and, and watch how it's gonna affect our industry. Harvey Mason, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jennifer, good to see you. And the Grammy Awards again airing, as Harvey mentioned, April 3rd, this Sunday, live from Las Vegas at 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS.